everyone, and welcome back to Learn American English with this guy, episode eight. Um, I got big news, actually, for the podcast, and that it is now available on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening and you've enjoyed it so far, I would love it if you would leave a rating and possibly even a review for the podcast. Um, the biggest part of the audience is still from Italy, so thank you very much for all that support. And I suppose I should, should say ciao a tutti and benvenuti al mio podcast. So thank you for everyone who's listening from Italy. Today, what I would like to talk about is a typical American school day for someone who is going to middle school in the United States. And this is going to be very specific to the school I teach in. So just keep in mind when I go through the typical day for a student, it could vary slightly depending on what part of the United States they go to school. Um, we Schools across the country pretty much do the same thing. Um, their school year might start a little earlier and get out a little earlier in the summer. But for the most part, most students probably go to school about 175 days a year. Not many students go year-round, but there are some. There are some. They still go about 175 days, though. Instead of having one big, long um, vacation in the summer, they might have smaller um, two- or three-week vacations spread out throughout the school year. So they'll still go a little bit in the summer, but it will be probably half of what other people go, you know, like, um, where I teach, we get almost three months. So we go from, uh, late, late August until the middle of June. And if it's a year round school and the, they might go a little bit in July, but they might have most of July off. And then they might have a long winter break and possibly a spring break as well. So, um, just keep in mind, as I go through the day, it is going to be specific to more likely like a New England middle school. Um, some middle schools actually have grade 6, 7, and 8. I guess maybe even a few have grade 5 or the 5th grade. But my middle school only has two grades, and that is 7th grade and eighth grade. And my students are mostly um, between 12 and 14 years old. So um, I hope you enjoy the podcast and I'll get started uh, just right after this break. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, and welcome back to the episode. So, the typical school day in New England. And when I say New England, if you're not familiar with the states of the United States, in fact, I do want to do a podcast on all of the 50 states in the future. But when you hear the region New England, you're talking about these states. It's Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Rhode Island, and then these two fairly difficult states, I think, for non-English speakers to say, Connecticut and Massachusetts, Massachusetts. So New England consists of Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. I live in Maine, and that is the most northeastern state in the United States, and the only state with one syllable, Maine just in case you didn't know that, and the only state that borders exactly one state. All of the other states either border zero states, like Alaska and Hawaii, I think that might be the only two, or they border multiple states. So Maine is the only state that borders one state, and that's New Hampshire. So the typical school day for my students starts at 7.15 in the morning. And we have about 15 minutes where the students can wander around um, what we call our team. And in my school, there are six teams. Teams. And each team consists of a math teacher, an English teacher, a social studies teacher, or kind of like a history teacher, social studies we call it, and a science teacher. And we call that the four core subjects, English, math, social studies, science. There is also one teacher on each team that teaches what's called special education. Those are teachers who uh, have students that need a little extra help because they are struggling in either math or English and sometimes both. So the typical team has six teachers and then a couple extra, which I don't want to get into because it can be kind of confusing. But um, just to make the students feel a little more comfortable and the school, so it won't seem as large, we break the students down into teams. And of the 500 students that go to my school, they're each placed on a team. And we have three teams in the 7th grade, and we have three teams in the 8th grade. 
and they will not have other teachers. Like, all of my students will have me for English. They won't have to worry about having another English teacher. And we actually do something called looping, which means I will have all of my students for the seventh grade, and I'll also have them the next year in the eighth grade. So we try to make a big school feel a little smaller by dividing students up into teams. And each team has approximately uh, 80 students or so, roughly. We try to keep it about even, 80 students or so. Now, within my classes, my English classes, I have four English classes. I have approximately 18 students per class. So when the students get to their English class, they're most likely going to have class with 18 students or so. Now, the social studies and science classes are a little bit bigger because the students who receive special ed services, special education services, they will be in the what's called regular education for social studies and science. Now, their first class in the morning is probably going to be one of those four core classes. Science, social studies, math, or English. Throughout the day, though, they might have other classes, and they receive this for one-third of the year. There are six possible classes they could have, and they will have it for a third of the year. So by the time they leave middle school, they will have had these classes one time. And I will say the classes right now. Art. Music. They will have a library class in which they learn how to check out books in the library. They learn how the library is set up. That kind of stuff. Um, they'll also have a tech lab class, which is centered around working with wood. Wood projects, like um, some students make a birdhouse. Um, some students make um, like a wooden boat that will float. So it's a lot of hands-on work in the tech lab. Um, they'll also have a cooking and sewing class which some schools called, uh, they call this home ec or home economics. And they will finally have health. And in that class, they will cover something that is, to most of them, uh, a very uncomfortable subject, and that is uh, sexual education. In the eighth grade, they all get that. They all have to sit through the very awkward discussion of sex ed. Um, one thing I failed to mention, though, is that every student at my school receives free breakfast. And the breakfast is usually not great. It's usually um, a milk carton and maybe some dry cereal. Sometimes it's uh, a bagel. Sometimes it's um, like an egg omelet. Sometimes it's a granola bar. But 
the breakfast is free to everybody, no matter um, you know how much their parents make per year. Breakfast is free. Also, um, we haven't gotten to lunch yet, but while I'm thinking of it, lunch for some students, if their parents make under a certain amount of money each year, they can get a reduced price where, man, I think students pay about $2 a day for their lunch if they want to buy it at school. Um, They can have a reduced price, which would be $0.45 a day, or they could have it absolutely free that the taxpayers would pay for it. So their parents would not be responsible for buying their lunch. Um, But many students take what's called cold lunch, and they will bring lunch from home to eat. In the cafeteria, we do have a couple microwaves, so students are able to heat up meals from home. The only drawback is our students have 30 minutes to eat. They have a half hour to eat. And sometimes the long the lines for the microwave become a little long. So they often will lose time with their friends standing in the line for the microwave. So not not too many students use the microwave each day. Um, most of the students have about five classes per day. So they'll have their science, social studies, math, and English. They'll have their four core classes. They may have one of the six classes I've already mentioned, or they might have a foreign language, or they might have what we call PE or physical education or gym, where um, physical education, or we call it PE at my school, uh, PE would be, <clears throat> excuse me, learning um, like sports. Basketball is very popular. I think I'm going to do a podcast on sports in the United States as well. But um, one of the most popular sports that is offered in PE is basketball. And my wife is actually a PE teacher at a different school. In the foreign language, that's the other class they may have. At my school, we offer two foreign languages. Unfortunately, Italian is not one of them, but um, French and Spanish, which I think is pretty typical in the United States at the middle school level. Now, once students get into high school, that's 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, many high schools will offer those same two languages, French and Spanish, but also Latin. That it's pretty typical for schools in the United States, at least in New England. I have heard, I think out west, like in California, Mandarin Chinese may be offered, but that is not typical where I live. I've also heard German uh, is available in high schools too, but again, not as common as Spanish or French. Um, Students will end their day at uh, 
2 o'clock. Typically, 2 o'clock is when um, the school day ends for them. And some students will take a bus home. I've actually heard of some um, European um, people that I've talked to. One, a good friend of mine in Italy, Aroni. Um, I know his dream uh, was, maybe still is, is to ride a yellow school bus. But I think that's a pretty iconic thing, the yellow school bus. And approximately half of my students go home on a yellow school bus. Maybe maybe a few more, but maybe a few more than half. Um, so I think uh, that concludes the typical school day in New England or in the United States. I look forward to hearing you uh, from you all. And of course, if you have any questions about the typical American school day that I didn't answer, please feel free to leave a comment um, on whichever podcast platform you listen to, and I promise that I will answer every question that I receive. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day.